Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Today, it's just Garrett. Today, I'm talking about Social Security benefits, and particularly four different ways to increase your Social Security benefit. First, we cover kind of how Social Security is calculated and where it comes from, and then we dive into some strategies that you can do to maximize your benefit. If you have any questions about any of the items discussed today, please reach out either by phone or email. My name is Garrett Smith, and I look forward to having you with us today. Here we go again. A quick solo episode for you today. I want to cover a few different ideas about Social Security and four potential ways that you can have to maximize your Social Security benefit. Social Security is a big piece. There used to be a lot more moving parts that you could do for your situation. Now it's they've cleaned it up, made it a little more straightforward. But before we kind of get into those ideas, I wanted to cover uh, different ways about how Social Security is calculated, where it comes from, and how it works. So if you pull your pay stub up during your working years, you can see on there there's federal taxes that are withheld. There's state taxes withheld if you live in a state that has uh, state taxes. There's Medicare taxes, there's likely 401k or retirement plan contributions. And another one in there is uh, FICA uh, taxes. And that's, that's where Social Security comes from. And what that number is, is basically 6.2% of your wages. Now that gets capped at 160200 for 2023. But it's 6.2% of the wages that you earn is withheld or contributed into the Social Security uh, pot. That's what gets uh, the benefits get distributed from there. And not only is your person put in, but your employer makes a matching contribution for you as well. So that's kind of where the dollars come from is in those earning years is it gets withheld and pulled from your paycheck. Now, how it's calculated when you go get it is what they look at is your top 35 years of earnings. Just says, where's been the earnings? What's been the highest number of earnings for the 35 years you've been working? Now, obviously, that's a long time. And there's there may be years in there where you don't earn any income. And for those years, you just earn a zero. There is um, a kind of a capped amount and it's indexed to inflation. So right now that uh, it, that max earning amount is 160000 is the max amount that, that your Social Security uh, benefit will be based off of. But back in the 90s, early 90s, it was around 57000 So that number is always changing and it follows inflation. Basically, what it means is that those benefits are indexed to inflation so that it is inflation goes up, your contribution benefits go up as well, what you're adding into it. And a few other notes uh, for you is that you can kind of check and see these values on your Social Security statement. And I always encourage clients or anybody that's getting closer to Social Security is just to go verify those numbers. Um, Look through those previous 35 years of what they're counting. Pull up your Social Security statement. You can create an account online and you can see what have been my 35 years. And then you can just say, do these numbers make sense? Did we miss some years? Maybe uh, uh, something happened. I've personally never seen, have seen that happen where it was missed, but in working with other advisors and, and, and looking through the situation, um, it has happened. It, you know, mistakes do happen in there. And so verifying those 35 years that you're getting the full credit uh, that you are, and you can see those on your social security uh, statement. 
Another interesting point is the calculation is means tested. Now, to step back, our tax system in the U.S. is is progressive, meaning you pay less tax on the first dollars you earn, and you pay more tax on the later dollars you earn, right? There's those brackets, and they go 12, 22, 24%, and they work their way up. So the more dollars you earn, the more tax you pay. And Social Security kind of flips that on its head, and you get you basically get an increased benefit on the first dollars you earn, and then the more dollars you earn, as it goes up, you get less credit for those. Um, and so really the first under, roughly speaking, the first $7,000 you earn gets credited at a higher rate than the, any dollars that you earn over that $7,000. And that kind of comes into play later, but it's basically a reverse of what uh, our tax system does. So you get more credit for those first dollars that you earn. Two other notes, full retirement age is usually around 66, 67. Uh, depending on when you were born, but it's right in that window. And that's when you'll get your full estimated, your, your, your full benefit is at that full retirement age. doesn't mean you have to take it then. doesn't mean you have to wait. You can take it as early as 62, uh, or you can wait and take it as late as 70. And th there's, that's kind of the window 62 to 70 of, of when you can make an election. And there's usually a full retirement age uh, at around 66 or 67, depending on when you were born. So those are some things to consider. Now, obviously, with all those kind of how it flows into, that allows us to kind of make some decisions of, okay, here are the rules. This is the parameters of how Social Security works. What can we do in our working years to make sure we're maximizing the benefit for when we make the decision of what to do? And the first one is is very, very simple. It, it's simple. If you're younger, it becomes more difficult as you get older. It's work a full 35 years. Make sure you get 35 years of working history on there. Now, not everybody works or there's other options that, that do this. But one thing to consider is if you don't have income that year and you get a zero, that, you know, that may, that will, you know, count against you. It's a lower earning year. Um, and kind of to go back to our point about how the first dollars you earn, you get more credit uh, than you do on, on, you know, any dollars basically over $7,000. So if you have the ability or the opportunity to, to work, even earning a few thousand dollars, you know, five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 is far more beneficial than staying in a job that you don't like and leaving and earning a zero for that year. So even part-time work um, that it gets attributed to your social security uh, is a great way to go. So working a full 35 years. Now, sometimes this also comes into play with business owners because they're trying, because you get a lot of deductions in your business as you're running and operating it. And maybe you don't show a lot of income. Well, that's coming around to kind of, it could cause some problems when you go to uh, claim your social security because you didn't get a maximum benefit. So that's also a trade-off as you go in and working those full 35 years of at least showing good income and uh, as a business owner showing some income, or if you're looking to change jobs, not just jumping into full retirement, uh, potentially working some part-time to continue to build up some, some credits there. So that's the first thing is make sure you work a full 35 years. The second thing uh, is to just wait longer. The longer you wait, the higher your benefit goes up. It accrues from 62 to 66, 67, and then you get an 8% increase, just a simple interest increase up to age 70. 
And so waiting can be a great thing if you're wanting to maximize the dollar amount you're getting. Now, this is always up for debate and it, it, it can be good to wait or it may cost you to wait. It really depends on your overall situation. But if you're looking to just maximize, you know, what's the biggest check I can get? Waiting is the way to do that. Um, the Social Security system is designed to roughly pay based on actuarial tables, the same amount, whether you take it earlier or later. Now, it doesn't always work out that way, just because, you know, these are estimated tables. Um, but that's the general premise is that over the course of your life, you should get paid a similar amount. But what it, we've seen is usually you can get a higher dollar amount if you wait. However, by waiting, you may be diluting or draining down other investments, which could reduce flexibility going forward. So when you let, when you choose to take social security is a big decision, but just from the simple idea of, I want to maximize my benefit, waiting is going to get you a, a larger check size, maybe good for your situation may not be all depends. Uh, the third idea is to understand how spousal benefits work. Now, let's say you've been a non-working spouse, you stayed home and raise the kids and you don't have any, you have a bunch of zeros on your income. Um, one thing that you're eligible for is your own earnings. So that same calculation, 35 years or half of a spouse's income, uh, half of a spouse's benefit um, of, at their full retirement age. This also includes ex-spouses of over 10 years. Um, if you, so if you were married and then divorced with, for somebody for over 10 years, uh, you can qualify for this too. So making sure if you are a spouse, a non-working spouse or, or a lower earning spouse, that you review and uh, check your spousal uh, benefit options because you may have a higher benefit versus taking it for yourself. So spousal benefit is really important to understand if, if that applies to you. And the last option and the last idea um, that we have for you today is the survivor benefit. Now, when a spouse passes away, it, it, we'll go back to that example. Let's say you're the lower earning spouse and the higher earning spouse passes away. You now then become eligible instead of 50% uh, of the benefit to the full 100% of the benefit. And you can kind of shift this around uh, depending on your situation. And it's worth reviewing that if you've had a spouse that passes away uh, significantly earlier than expected, um, you may be able to collect the spousal benefit for a while and then shift over to your benefit if you're working and now your benefit has now increased. And so working through those survivor benefit options about whether you take your own benefit or the surviving benefit uh, is, is a great consideration. So this definitely comes in because with two people, you're it adds another layer to the complexity of you want to maximize your benefit, but you also want to set up the surviving spouse to be able uh, to continue to function and live their life. So those, those four things, once again, working a full 35 years, waiting longer to collect, understanding spousal benefits if it applies to you, and understanding your survivor benefit uh, if something were to happen to a spouse or an ex-spouse for longer than 10 years. Now, these are all just ideas. Um, as always, you need to consider them in combination with your taxes, uh, your estate plan, your goals, uh, your investment options, because there's always trade-offs when we're making these options and electing these decisions. And Social Security is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in retirement and taking extra time to double and tri triple check the plan uh, before you decide to make the decision is always a good thing to do.
If you have any questions and uh, want to talk personally, just reach out, happy by phone or email. I'm always happy to uh, have a discussion uh, to make sure you're getting yourself in the right place. And as always, thanks for joining us today. Take care. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit us at ascendinvestment.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date. See you in the next episode. Kessler, Norman, and Ride, LLC, DBA, Ascend Investment Partners is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Ascend Investment Partners unless a client service agreement is in place. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.